Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Just like that, the second hour is here, Friday edition. Hot Mike with Honey Withrow across the Outkick Network. Glad you're with us. You can join Chad in the chat on YouTube. Search out Outkick, subscribe, hop in, type away. Chat's going well today. We've got uh, uh, plenty coming up. Uh, Kelly in Vegas uh, joins us uh, a bit later this hour. We'll get the, uh, the best plays for the college and NFL weekend matchups. And Chad's bringing his top 10 college football games that you must see. There's some really good ones at the top, uh, in, including, of course, uh, Ohio State, Notre Dame, also uh, Colorado and, and Oregon, which we'll, we'll touch on in a moment. Some very intriguing 0-2 um, teams right now based on coaching situations. Uh, Brandon Staley and Matt Eberflus. Staley with the Chargers, Eberflus with the Bears, and the Charger. Both teams are on the road this week, staring down 0 and 3. Chargers, Chad, Week One against Miami, they were lit up by Tyreek Hill, Waddle, and Barrios. I mean, just the, the list goes on and on in Miami. And then last week, their offense also did good things in that game in Week One. Yeah, they I mean, uh, their offense Miami. is not the issue. Yep. Uh, the then last week, the Tennessee Titans, who could barely muster 15 points in week one in a loss to New Orleans, and a team that scored 27 points one time all of last season, put up 27 on Staley's defense. And now they get Minnesota. The Vikings are 0-2, but Justin Jefferson can become the first player in NFL history to begin a season with three straight games of 150-plus receiving yards. I'm going back to week one and how the Dolphins were all over that Chargers defense. And the week three potential loss, week four as well, and the bye week for Los Angeles comes in week five. This could be over sooner rather than later based on the start for Staley and the Chargers. High expectations there. And the defense is what's letting down a solid offense that routinely puts up points and lights up the scoreboard. The problem is the opposition does that too. And then uh, Eberflus, with what's been a tumultuous week at Hallis Hall in Chicago, I mean, he, he's staring down the, the firing. I just don't know if it takes place during the season or after. This is going nowhere fast. And Justin Fields has to be unleashed instead of staying in the pocket. Please. Chad, you brought up with, with Fabiano. Um, hey, get, total disaster. Dumpster fire with what we've seen to start the year for Fields at quarterback. He's, they've had two calls of a design run for him through two games. Five total rushes by Justin Fields, who rushed for a, a, an eternity, rushed for a mile last season all over the field and now they're trying to have him stay in the pocket 
I agree that to be successful, you have to be able to stay in the pocket and deliver the football. But in the meantime, while you're trying to develop your quarterback, how about the compete to win? And to do that, you have to let him roam. They're not doing that in Chicago. And that's Luke Getze, who has a great relationship, by all accounts, with Justin Fields. Iberflus has to get in that room as a defensive-minded head coach and say, hey, uh, we need to pick it up our, on, on our end on defense. They've allowed 25 or more points in 12 straight games. But on the same note, allow Justin Fields to just not be robotic and not point to every other issue that we're trying to climb out of, not just this week, but his first two years in the league. Yeah, it's, it's not good for either coach. And I'm most surprised with Staley, especially with uh, how they've allocated uh, not just draft picks, but free agent acquisitions and trade uh, acquisitions on that side of the football, Jeb. Yeah, and um, I'm really curious to see. It's not going to work out for Justin Fields in Chicago. I feel like we can pretty much say that at this point, and it's in large part because of what the Bears have done to him or not allowed him to do. Yeah, I, I, I wonder if we're going to see a reclamation project with Justin Fields when he gets in the right system with the right offensive coaching that utilizes his skill set in a better way. Because well, I do think there's a chance he could still succeed given the right players around him. Yeah. And maybe more importantly than surrounding and supporting cast, finding a coach that knows how to utilize him. Well, I mean, they went for they They trade and go get him in the draft. For whatever reason, they brought back Matt Nagy for that one year, and then they replace him with Eberflus, who's the defensive coordinator at Indy. Uh, they, all, all these moves did not... In the meantime, the first two years there, they didn't have salary cap space to help him, but they also didn't help him during the it, when they could during the draft. And it's been awful. And now they have all all this salary cap space this past offseason, around $100 million. And... It, still not producing results. And it's just uh, it's a head-scratcher with uh, how they're, how they're uh, unveiling him this year versus years past. All the boasting about, I'm the best rushing quarterback in NFL history. I'm going to prove it. Uh, apparently, his coaches don't agree with that. He has yeah, five they, rushes. They wanted to be Drew Bledsoe back there in the pocket. <laughs> yeah. uh, they, they, they think, hey, you know, you are a great – Pocket passer, statue quarterback. That's who you are. How nervous are you if you're Staley about Justin Jefferson? I mean, you're nervous either way. But knowing that you were torched by Miami and you've got a legitimate 2,000-yard caliber receiver that you're facing. Brandon Staley doesn't seem like a guy who's overly uh, stressed or nervous at any any point in time. Really a calm demeanor. I I don't know if I'm going to be so calm if I'm Staley about anything right now. I, I feel like it's just a matter of time. And losing to Minnesota, I mean, that'd be a nice win, but losing to Minnesota this weekend, I think all but cements that. So, Hutton, college football weekend. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get to the top 10 games coming up later in the show. A game that I can guarantee you right now is not number one on my list, but I find to be the most fascinating game of the weekend. And it may surprise some people. Taking place at 11 a.m. Central Time on ABC. It's FSU at Clemson. And it's for this reason. I'm still not sure what Florida State is right now. Florida State has been three different teams this season. They were a team that really got whipped by LSU in the first half and were very fortunate with some LSU self-inflicted mistakes Mm. 
that they weren't down big at halftime. And they were great in the second half, not taking anything away. They steamrolled LSU, and in doing so, looked like a national championship contender. Week two, they did what they're supposed to against Southern Miss. They ran all over them. They did whatever they wanted. They looked like a great team. In week three, they made Boston College look like the 68 Jets from a passing standpoint. And Boston College is really bad. And they look great against Florida State. Florida State was terrible in that game and should have lost. Clemson, I know what you're saying. They lost to Duke. They're washed. They lost more games last year than they have in recent years. And now in game one, Cade Klubnick, new offensive coordinator. He's a Riley. He's got the, last, the right last name. And they still fell flat on their face. I agree with all of this. They're also averaging fewer yards per, per completion than any other team in the ACC. So they're wow. throwing it, but it is very short throws so far this season for Clemson. But they are at home, and I'm still not quite sure what Florida State is. There is still a scenario. Clemson, for all the fun we made of them a year ago, and you know, they're, Dabo Sweeney's not giving the time, they won the ACC. They're still ACC champs. They win this game tomorrow morning when it starts at home and it's going to be a rowdy environment, they still may be ACC champs. And I don't know that I've been saying that two weeks ago with the result of those first games. Remember, that was a Sunday night game that Florida State won over LSU. Yep. And then Monday night, it was Duke over Clemson. Um, I'm not ready to make a pick on this and say Clemson's winning this game at home, but I'm fascinated to see how this game goes. Uh, one and a half, right? One and a half point favorite Did for Florida State. Oh, I mean, it's... Clemson unranked that's, now. That's strange. It's given a lot of credit, and, and rightfully so, to Clemson's history in the ACC, the game being on the road. And I think a lot of it goes into Florida State just flat out was bad last week. Now they found a way to win on the road when they didn't they clearly yeah. didn't have their best, but they were bad in that game against Boston College. How would you bet this game? Uh, if I had to... I'm taking FSU. If I had to go right now, I'd go FSU. But again, I it's too close for me and I can't get a great feeling for yeah. it because of that that's why I'm intrigued by by this matchup if you haven't taken your shot with points bet now's the perfect moment here's the big reason why exclusively for first time points bet users grab this unique offer right now new points bet users can get up to a thousand dollars in second chance bets if your first bet doesn't go as planned points bet has your back with a second chance get this offer by visiting nowkick.com bet Complete the registration process with PointsBet and make your first bet. If your first bet happens to lose, well, that's when the second chance bets come into play. Remember, terms and conditions apply. You've got to be 21 or older in legal gambling states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Head over to outkick.com bet right now to snag this offer. Another intriguing matchup is Oregon hosting Colorado. And we knew this would circle back. This plays right into the... Now it's personal mantra yep. of the Buffaloes. Dan Lanning, head coach of the Oregon Ducks, had this to say when asked prior to Oregon bolting uh, several days later to the Big Ten, had this to say about Colorado joining the Big 12. Not a big reaction. I mean, I'm trying to remember when, what they won to affect this conference. I don't remember. You remember them winning anything? I don't remember them winning anything. And that's this point, Blake, that's where he left it. Um, now, he since said his comments were not directed at Dion. They were not directed at 
Dion's team, and that's true, but they were directed at Dion's program. And he's also right. They're not the same team as a year ago. But when he said this, expectations were they were going to be around the same team as a year ago. It was going to take some time, and it hasn't. Now, it's a 21-and-a-half-point spread. Yep. Colorado's the underdog on the Which road. Which is right around the same point spread that TCU was favored in week yeah. one there, there's over a, Colorado. I, th- two options here, Chad. Either this is a nail-biter. you got a fourth-quarter game. Oregon wins, but it's still a, it, it's a, it's a fun game. Or this also does have blowout potential. You know, yeah. that, I lean more towards the competitive matchup than I do blowout potential. Just based on the fact that so far, how can we not say that Dion's team, primetime, shows up? Now, I haven't played a complete game, but they do a pretty good job of backing up the talk. Even if they end up losing, I think they'll come across as a very competitive matchup for the Ducks. I'm probably going to eat my words on this. I don't think it's close. I think Travis Hunter being out really hurts Colorado's defense, which already wasn't great. Certainly wasn't good at all against Colorado State. I think Colorado's offensive line has been yeah. leaking fuel uh, throughout the season. And Shadour Sanders, all credit goes to him. He's made things happen and, and bought himself time when it looks like it hasn't been there throughout the year. But Travis Hunter not being out there on offense also affects Colorado. I just like the line play on both sides for Oregon in this one. But Hutton, every time you know I, I start thinking about that, that's when this is the moment for Coach Prime – and that program I mean, to rise up and do something. And look, I mean, yeah, Dan Lanning obviously wasn't talking smack about Deion Sanders personally no. or this team, but that's a pretty big knock from a coach. You don't hear coaches being that candid about complete programs. That is a complete lack of respect for everyone who's ever been associated with Colorado athletics is what that was. So Dion hadn't been there for their history, but – this is one you can play up as personal now because that is getting very personal about the Colorado program with what Dan Lanning said. And I'm sure Dion's playing that up with everyone. Oh, His sure. team, fans, everyone. Yeah, and, you know, he's well, – the, the 90s and early 2000s, Colorado was routinely in the top 25. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, Bill McCartney won a national title there. Yeah, uh, and since then, you look at what Oregon's done. They're still looking for that title. Yeah. Uh this now, I, I get his point. When Colorado was great, they were in the Big 8 and then the Big 12. They haven't done really anything. They got to one Pac-12 championship game under Mike McIntyre. I remember one year as the Pac-12 North champion or whatever the division was. But outside of that, they didn't impact the Pac-12 much at all from a football standpoint. So Dan Lanning's not wrong, but he said the quiet part out loud and in doing so disrespected every Colorado fan and alum going. So that will serve as motivation for Deion Sanders, as if they needed any external motivation. They got some from Dan Lanning. This was easy. It motivated everyone. Yeah. uh, Fan base and and everyone with that. And, uh, you know, they go out to Oregon and return home against USC. Uh, Primetime says that he's already said that his sons are not going to to go to the NFL draft. Uh, Shador or Shiloh? This is... Uh, I, I wasn't really thinking they were turning pro anyway, even though Shadour is getting that buzz now. Kuiper and others are really hyping him up. But if you're building the program, 
and you're with your dad and they're this tight, he's not going pro. It's also funny that only a dad that's also your head coach could make this type of statement. No, 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 they're not going pro. Uh, they're they're going to be here with dad. Uh, I, I'm going to see to it that doesn't happen. Any other coach in America, if there's a question about one of their players yeah. and the potential to be a first-round pick, let's say, they're going to stay quiet on it until after the season and not speculate or say a word on it. Only a father, only a dad, and a head coach being wearing both hats could say, no, they're good. They're, they're going to be back. There's no chance they go pro. They're coming right back here to Colorado. And Love the, that. Hey, the athletics, speaking of the NFL, they, they polled uh, 10 high-ranking team decision makers is how they phrased it. And uh, in their opinion, they, they think Deion Sanders will get some calls w- with teams intrigued to chat with them. But remember what Deion Sanders said. Not going to do it. not going to coach in the yeah. NFL because he's not going to coach players that are making more than the coach. Yep. And he just doesn't buy into the motivation factor. Give it time in Colorado. Some of those players might make more than him with an IL. Coming up, the dumpster fires of the week. That's straight ahead here on Hot Mike. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Sixth and Peabody, our location with Yeehaw Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine. Coming up in a matter of minutes, we've got the dumpster fire of the week. Kelly in Vegas uh, is going to join us in about 20 minutes. Chad, she's got a parlay for us, which uh, is very intriguing. And she's, she's actually staying away from some of the bigger marquee matchups in college this week. I kind of like that because we're going to hit all the marquee matchups, college and NFL, uh, every Friday. And I like when she goes off, off the board a little bit, a little bit off the, off the reservation of the main games of the week when she targets her games uh, to bet on. I, I have multiple dumpster fires this week I'd, I'd like oh, to really? address. Yeah. I mean, I can go pretty quickly through all of no, them. I'm, we've got that. Uh, but I, I've got a, I've got um, a few. I, I got a couple of uh, non-sports dumpster fires I'd like to address as well. Oh, you know what? Let's just, let's just jump into it then. You want uh, to? Yeah. Uh, Davey's ready as well. Okay. And we can get to Mika Fitzpatrick and others uh, coming up. But, uh, yeah, let's – here we go. Dumpster fire of the week. I'm, I'm starting with the, the obvious here, guys. The Chicago Bears. Yep. And Hallis Hall. Can we just all agree that this is the hands-down winner of the week? Or is Chad about to trump me with something I haven't thought of yet? No, I can't – I can't – no one can trump that one. I mean, I think once we we, well, th- we start thinking about dumpster fires I, of the week, I mean, let's recap the situation but, but, in Chicago I, with the Bears right now. But there's so many branches to this dumpster fire because the dumpster fire is also on the report of a raid at Hallis Hall. It's the media dumpster fire. It's But there hasn't been much since then as far as – you're right, but there hasn't been reports to any detail uh, as we wait the – you know, the, the criminal aspect, the, the investigation. I mean, there were, why else would you raid someone's home? Uh, you know, the, the, the crime reporters on that beat, the crime beat, would, would have this 
but also the 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 beat riders that I mean, let's be honest, the beat riders, the best ones in the league, uh, and for papers uh, of uh, a bygone era, are now either working for the team in the city or they're working for the league. Uh, for it's NFL. A full, it's a full-on catastrophe. It's oh, and then top to bottom. Matt Eberflus looks like an idiot. Justin Fields whole, looks bad. They lost to two teams that may not be any good to open the season. Um, now you got your coach that's out for a week. They're citing health as the reason, but there's a reported raid. Oh, the raid didn't happen at Hallis Hall, but no one's saying the raid didn't no happen at home. About it. And if a raid did it's occur, weird. it's one of three things more than likely. Yeah. It's guns. It's drugs, child porn. Yeah, and it's, that, that, it's, it's that's what immediately comes computers. To but again, like no one's saying anything about it. And here's the other thing: it just it, Justin Fields certainly qualifies in this whole discussion. But I love the way he came back, and he was a leader in the the comments that he made that afternoon. I mean, he that's something that Zach Wilson would not have done, and Fields did it after being awful for the first two weeks. I, I do think that that is, a, that is a leadership moment for him. And if you, if you hear him and watch him versus just read the comments, uh, for, just verbatim as a quote, he comes across much better than he does in, on a piece of paper reading the comment off of a screen. You know, like, I, I, I actually think he's, he's legit. But I, I don't think he's some prima donna. I just don't understand how, if you're great friends with Luke Getze, the offensive coordinator, that you don't figure it out and a- allow the dude to run all over the field if he so chooses. Yeah, it's it's bad all the way around. And I, the, as hours pass, I get more and more pissed off at the reporters in Chicago. <laughs> well, I get mad at the the sports radio host who had the report, and then everyone's saying well, he, it didn't he has happen. not backed off of that. Correct? No, and then now, I mean, but everyone is saying it didn't happen at Hallis Hall, which I would believe that at this point, right? But still, the whole thing with his house, and I, again, I raised the question: so Where's the cooperation with crime reporters and football reporters on this? There has to be a way to figure out what's going on, and it's just a lot of silence. Yeah, which is crazy. I'm going to stay in the Windy City for okay. mine. All right. This isn't near to the level of the Chicago Bears. Um, Dan Dockage's Chicago Cubs have lost eight out of ten games. They won last night. They are ahead 7 nothing right now in, in Denver. Um, but this is a team that looked like they were in a great spot, and they're still in an okay spot to, to have a wild-card spot in the National League playoffs. They're now tied with the Miami Marlins, and they do not own the tiebreaker with the Marlins. So they're a half game ahead of the Cincinnati Reds within their division to have a wild card spot. We are witnessing a collapse right now. Time to turn it around. They do play in Atlanta this week. That's going to be tough. They get uh, Colorado over the weekend. They're bad. That's good news for the Cubs. But what we've witnessed was a team go from prime position to make the playoffs, and now that is very much in doubt. Uh, in fact, as of this morning, could have changed by now, but – um, 46.5% was the percentage mm. chance that they make the playoffs. So that's one to watch, and I, I feel like we get to stay with the Chicago theme with both the Bears and the Cubs in a bad spot. Davey, what do you got? Guys, I was debating between two options, and one of them ultimately ended up having a resolution yesterday, and that's the USC football and the media, uh, Luca Evans, him being suspended, but that has kind of cleared itself up. So 
I decided to go with the Cleveland Browns. And you're probably asking, well, it's not exactly self-inflicted what happened with Nick Chubb and while that's a terrible injury. I mean, at the moment, like I would not be putting money on ever watching him play again. Uh, yeah, as, I agree with you. As much as that pains me to say. But the other problem is we found out, and by we, all of NFL fans, football fans, found out just how bad of a trade it was for them to go out and acquire Deshaun Watson on Monday night. Uh, he ultimately didn't have people step up around him, but whenever you have two critical turnovers that ultimately lose the game for you, and you can just tell this guy is a shell of himself from what he used to be when he was quarterbacking the Texans, it just proves that this deal that Jimmy Haslam has done is the worst contract in the history of the NFL. And if you have the worst contract in the history of the NFL, I can't call it anything but a dumpster fire. Yeah, yeah it is. It's also it's it's bad news for those those other quarterbacks, right? I mean, th- those guys are performing at a much higher level than Deshaun Watson, so them and their agents can argue for a lot more. Uh, but the whole guaranteed money, you know, for the quarterback position, which I still think will happen eventually with the the right guys, this it takes a blow because of this. Because of the one that you can point yeah. to no, and no. what's happened with and him. No, it takes a blow because of the NFLPA. Yeah, if, that the, if the quarterbacks wanted to band together and demand a fully guaranteed contract, that if you want to talk ratings and billions of dollars for television revenue, have the top quarterbacks sit out and see what happens. The, the owners would pay. Well, how long have we been waiting on the NFLPA to be strong? I, but it's not because the Watson contract that the worst one of the worst franchises uh, doesn't pan out and it's a, a bad contract. Uh, the, uh, Mahomes is still underpaid. Yeah, but the owners will still argue that. I agree with you. That's not a reason well, to that, do it. But they're going to use every bit in their arsenal to do that. And when they say, hey, well, how did that one that got paid sure. uh, guaranteed go? That's what they're going to tell yeah, the, the NFLPA. But the argument to be made by the other great quarterbacks would be, okay, uh, have fun with – you know." Uh, Gardner Minshew, or looking around the league, have fun with Will Levis, who we barely saw in the preseason. Yeah, I mean, I could that's, do a better job arguing on behalf of the NFLPA than they do. Yeah. That's the issue. Well, they settle for less practice time. Yeah, that, that's you know? the problem. And, and Oh, and by the way, I mean, $250 million, uh, where you've got Mahomes with the 215 over the next four years. I mean, it's, it's, I'm not saying it's uh, he's, he's not making a ton of money, but... It, not just him, but this was the year to do it. And for all of those that just pointed and kind of joked about Lamar Jackson, I don't, I don't know how the players can do both things. It, and they weren't mocking Lamar, but the media was. And now they're pointing to, oh, fully guaranteed deal, awful, but Mahomes should be getting more. And it's, you can't have both things there and have it make sense. And it, the, the position is the most important in sports as far as value to what they do. So I wish they would hold out. This, this would end all of that argument. Yeah, no, I, look, I think the argument I don't. Probably, I want football. I don't want to miss football. No, I, I think the argument probably should be ended. But my point is that, man, Deshaun Watson could have helped everyone else's case. If he went to Cleveland and they're a playoff team and he looks better than he was in the, with the Texans well, or anywhere else, I think that would make it easier – for every other player to argue that. Now, if the if the well, quarterbacks decided, but I think, but I think to, the owners would argue it if, if he if he's great or if oh, he failed. The, yeah, certainly they would have done that. But I'm saying that's one less thing. That's one less chip they can play. Yeah, that's one less card they're going to throw down 
because every single agent then could say, do you see what our guys in Cleveland did and how well it's working out for them? Well, my client is a hell of a lot better than him. So he absolutely deserves it. But now that it's the one, not experimental, but it kind of is, the one experimental trial run of it has blown up in Cleveland's face. That doesn't that doesn't help them. Now, it, if the great quarterback decided to not play, right? If they're going to strike and that's say what, we're yeah. going to do, uh, well, yeah. I mean, that's one way that to force it. the issue. That ends it if they would do that. And the quarterback could do it for every position. That's how important it is. Uh, and, and we always say there's not 32 starting caliber quarterbacks. You can barely find 32 starters at kicker, chat. It's also interesting that you Which look you at the... you should be easy yeah. based on soccer. Just like bunting in Major League Baseball. <laughs> the, the conversation People we had all offseason was about, you know, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, which one's going to get that contract. Yeah. And while Herbert's looked really good, both those quarterbacks are sitting here at 0-2. Yeah. Herbert is a great talent and, I mean, not a winner so far. Hate to bring out the facts. But he is not one at a high level, and I, we can blame the defense and blame Staley and everyone else, and I guess we're going to keep doing that. Um, but uh, he's not one to any great great extent yet. I think he will, though, at some point. Here's my other dumpster fire. Yeah. Um, HBO. HBO's handling of how they unceremoniously ended winning time, which I thought was a great show. I understand business decisions have to be made, but when you send out screeners to all the critics – that show one ending that's sort of this empire strikes back moment in the series that's going to lead to two more seasons with Magic Johnson in defeat in game seven of the Boston Celtics. And then in the dark of night, you also shot a series ending scene that takes place five months later with John C. Riley, And then you just put that in there at the end after everyone else saw it. That's a very rushed situation to do it. And what it does is leaves HBO. HBO Sunday nights has been a staple in America. That's where everyone looks to to say, this is going to be the best of television. Whatever the Sunday night show is on HBO, that is supposed to be the preeminent, most well-done show, well-produced, well-acted, well-written show on television. They got a gap now. Some of that, not their fault with the writer strike and the actor strike, but I think it's not until 2024 that the next True Detective with Jodie Foster will air on Sunday nights. So we could probably say this about a lot of the streaming industry and the entertainment business, but HBO is a dumpster fire right now. And I'm not, I'm not talking about HBO Max, but big HBO, mm -hmm. because there's nothing to go to right now on HBO that's getting anyone to go to that network on Sunday night to watch anything. That's a problem. Is it, is it the case that all of the, the, the paid-for like movie cable channels I only go to the streaming. So I didn't realize now. this, Hutton, but there's different um, there's different trade unions, trade groups uh, for different countries. So all British productions yeah. are firing off full steam. Australia is that way? Netflix is uh, using Australia, a lot of Australia. Well, yeah, but it's all the actors there, right? So they're not part of okay. SAG-AFTRA or whatever okay. that's striking here in the U.S. An example is a show that I started this week is called The Gold mm -hmm. on Paramount Plus. Terrific. I love it. One episode in, it's about a real-life gold heist from Heathrow Airport in 1983. Okay. These shows that are made in England, it's the BBC show that's done in conjunction with Paramount. So companies can now go overseas and get British actors and writers to star in series, or they can do uh, what's called co-pros, co-productions 
with foreign groups like the BBC on new shows and movies. So that's, that's the workaround right now that's going on. But really? the hope is this stuff gets done sometime soon so we don't have a, a year close, and a half where there's nothing. I thought they were close to something. I don't know. I don't think that the, the powers that be are even talking anymore. They're just basically telling them, like, your demands are ridiculous. Either get back to work or not. No response. Well, and we, I, I showed you this is another topic for another time, but yeah. the different actors who are, like, auctioning off different things you can do with A-list yeah. actors yeah. to help out people in production that are really struggling right now, it's bad. Uh, Hollywood, dumpster fire. Yes. The whole thing. Uh, not just HBO, all of Hollywood. Chad, which game of the college football slate are you most confident is going to be living up to expectation? I, Ohio State, Notre Dame for me. And, and it, I know I'm guessing it's number one on your list. Uh, we'll get to that coming up in the next hour. But expectation-wise. It's the, Ohio State, Notre it, Dame it's, for me. It's that. Yeah, it's, it's that. It, I, I want to get the one. Uh, Kelly in Vegas, her take on the line and her expectations. Uh, we'll also present our top play of the weekend and see if she agrees or disagrees with us. Yeah, I have a hard time believing that Notre Dame-Ohio State game is not great. Right. It's going to be very close one way or the other. And we're going to be talking potential Heisman candidacy uh, for one quarterback. Sam if Heisman. They, if they pull the upset. Kelly's next. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Sixth and Peabody, our location with Eha Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine. Glad you're with us. Hot Mike with Hutton and Withrow rolls on across the Outkick Network. Hear the song that was just playing by the band out there, Hutton? A little Country Roads, a little yeah. John Denver. Maybe in honor of our next guest who loves Morgantown, West Virginia, more than any other human that never attended but not, but not West John Denver? Virginia University. But not John Denver? I would say our next guest loves Morgantown more than John Denver. Oh, okay. I don't think John Denver settled in, in Morgantown or West Virginia. He, he sings lovingly about it, but yet he doesn't live there, to my knowledge. Well, I think that our, our next guest is probably considering a move to the mountains of West Virginia. Maybe. That's how much she loves it. Kelly in Vegas joins us, host of Bet On It. Kelly, good to see you. Hope things are well. Yeah, things are good. We've got a busy football season ahead of us. Uh, just feels like uh, November, but it's not. It's still September in my world. I was joking with the producer before we went on. I'm like, hey, it's Friday. Oh, wait, I don't get one of those during football season. It's been a great time so far. So got to pick it up, though. The, you know, one and two last Sunday, four and three. Those just don't – those aren't good in my world. Uh, uh, they're, they're great. I would kill they're for four and three, end. by the way. Hey, I, I hear that, and I'm thinking, man, I would love to have a four and three weekend one time. Uh, we're loving uh, talking uh, sports wagering and bets with Kelly in Vegas, and you can do the same. You can follow uh, her advice like we will do uh, today. Uh, points bet is where you can do that. If you haven't taken your shot with points bet, now's the perfect moment. 
uh, exclusively for first-time PointsBet users. Grab this unique offer right now. PointsBet users can get up to $1,000 in second-chance bets. If your first bet doesn't go as planned, PointsBet has your back with a second chance. Get this offer by visiting outkick.com slash bet, outkick.com slash bet. You complete the registration process with PointsBet and make your first bet. If your first bet happens to lose, that's when the second-chance bets come into play. Remember, terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older in legal gambling states. Gambling problem, 1-800-GAMBLER. Outkick.com slash bet is where you go to snag this offer. Chad and I each have a play that we're very confident in. We're going to get your take. You pick one, you hate one. Uh, but prior to that, Kelly, uh, you mentioned the producer. Colin Warner is decked out in Notre Dame fighting Irish gear today. How do you feel about the Irish at home against the Buckeyes? This is a tough one. I'm not going to sit here and say that I didn't bet against the Irish uh, with NC State a couple of weeks ago. Sam Hartman. Let's just give the guy the Heisman already, right? Like For the it, beard. It's, it's get, <laughs> I mean, listen, I, I enjoy the beard. But besides that. The beard uh, is look, biblical. Yeah. It's beautiful. It is very, very beautiful and biblical, yes. Uh, that doesn't mean that it equates to winning football games. I think Ohio State is kind of in one of those weird years where we don't know what to make of this team. I know a lot of really sharp people that are on the Fighting Irish, plus the three at home. I'm just not one of them. I'm not saying I'm betting Ohio State here, but I think a lot of people have written off the Buckeyes rather early. I think this is going to be a dogfight. I would not be surprised to see Ohio State win this one by a last-minute field goal. I was supposed to be at this game. Unfortunately, it did not work out scheduling-wise, but this is going to be a good one, right? Uh, If you remember last year, Notre Dame had the lead in the horseshoe. Looking at revenge here, 8-2 and against the spread when they're back at home with revenge from the previous year. Maybe they can get one over on the Buckeyes, but man, I hate when everybody likes the dog, right? Like if everybody yeah. I know that I respect, they all love the dog. Oh, you're one of them, huh? Yeah. Now she hates it even more. <laughs> that's a, that's no, one other person no, that loves no, it also. No. It, it's, it's still a game that I'm not going to be getting involved in. You guys have to remember some of these big marquee games, yeah. uh, the bookmakers spend a lot more time on. And so sometimes they get brushed to the wayside with me because there's no line value. There's no situation. There's no... Uh, real data for for me to want to get involved. That's a right. great point. Uh, while I do like Notre Dame, I'm not using that uh, pick as my confidence pick this week. I'm I'm taking the Titans plus three on the road. I'm, I'm confident enough to take the money line uh, against the Browns. Uh, Stefanski wants to run the football. He's not going to be able to do that against the Titans uh, defense. Watson's going to have to throw. I'm not buying that. I think yeah, we can all agree he's been a disaster uh, with that contract and his overall play and. I, I trust the Titans' defense. They show up. I trust the Titans to have a field goal game uh, offensively, but they'll turn the other offense into a field goal offense too, and I'll take the three on the road with total confidence that I'm winning this. Kelly, I'm, I'm going A&M minus eight at home over Auburn. Auburn was seven turnovers uh, in the last two weeks. They're barely surviving with that. A&M, they've got the passing offense going finally. They had a slew of turnovers in the second half against Miami. I think they figure it out. I think year one for Hugh Freeze, this team is not that good. I think they find that out on Saturday at A&M. I'm going A&M minus eight. Your thoughts? You hate both. Uh, I don't hate both. Uh, But unfortunately for Chad, uh, we are head-to-head. And that's never good. 
for him, usually. No. Uh, this <laughs> That's is, not this gone is well a, so far. <laughs> this is the tough thing. Uh, let's go back to Titans-Browns first. Okay. I have no real big opinion there. No. Love Mike Vrabel, especially as an underdog. Ryan Tannehill, we know our good friend Clay Travis, loves to bash him, and, and rightfully so. We get good Ryan every once in a while, but most of the time, my goodness. You watch that Chargers game last week. Brandon Staley, it just makes bonehead mistakes, right? I have to feel for Justin Herbert. I'm not saying the Titans win was a fluke. I'm just saying there's a little asterisk there, at least as far as my handicap goes, right? What are we going to see from DeAndre Hopkins? Is he finally going to do something for this team? On the flip side, you got the Browns off a really ugly loss. Uh, Two defensive touchdowns for the Steelers. Kind of a little fluky final score there, if you will. What are we getting from Deshaun Watson? Did they pay this guy way too much money? Probably. Will Kareem Hunt see the field? Sounds like it. We're going to see here. This is, a, this is a tough one. But on the flip side, I, sorry, Chad, what do you want me to do? No, tell, tell, me, tell me why I'm wrong. Tell me why I'm wrong, Kelly. I, I okay. gave my case. You give your you case, which will be spelled uh, out much better than mine. Go ahead. Speaking of being overpaid, Jimbo Fisher, my oh, yeah. goodness, man. No doubt about that. What do we... What are we doing here? Uh, You mentioned that Miami game, and the difference maker in that game was turnovers. We look at what the Auburn Tigers have done to start the season. They have seven turnovers, and I think that if they can capitalize on those, they can win at Kyle Field. Hugh Freeze, you know why I like him? He's like the new Bill Snyder. He is a monster in the underdog role, 28-11 and against the spread, and those are the kinds of spots I want to see here. Mm. Look, it's an early kick. Right. Yep. These these early kicks can be kind of weird, especially in SEC country. I wouldn't be surprised to see this one under a touchdown final here. And for me, I, of course, have to sprinkle a little bit on that Auburn Tigers money line. Won nine of the last 10 in College Station. Yeah. Different coaches, different different quarterbacks. Uh, but sometimes seeing teams that own one another. Uh, make me smile. And it, and it just gives me that extra little nudge to say, all right, I think this is worth the money line shot here. You got a couple of games tonight that, that you like, Kelly, starting with Wisconsin on the road, I believe, at Purdue, minus six and a half. Or, I'm sorry, yes, minus six and a half in that game. Yeah, it's going to be interesting here. And uh, this was not my play, so I don't want to take credit for it. Uh, I saw a couple of guys I really respect, and I thought, you know what? It's Friday. We're all looking for a little bit of action. Let's see what we've got here. Purdue, ah, uh, man. God, it was fun. Purdue as an underdog was so much fun there for a couple of years. And unfortunately, it looks like that ship has sailed. Uh, covered just one of their last five games. They haven't covered a game at home dating back to September of last year. They're 0-9 against the spread when playing at home against Wisconsin. Wisconsin just owns this team's number. Now, I know Wisconsin was riddled with injuries. A lot of question marks for this team headed into the night. But I do expect to see... The Badgers go in there, play that old school smash mouth football, kind of look towards the under in this one. While I can't bet both, for at least for me personally, um, I do think Luke Fickle's defense is going to step up here. I like the six and a half. Uh, Came up from the opening number of five. That means people far smarter than myself like this one as well. So you're not taking the home dog in that, but you are taking the home dog uh, with San Diego State plus six and a half against Boise. This is where you and Chad yes, absolutely this is agree. one that I, I, I was I was pointing to early this week, and I'm glad that you're playing this one, Kelly. Yeah, I got a lot of flack uh, on some of my shows earlier in this week for playing San Diego State because why? They've only scored 19 points in their last two games. Who wants to back 
an ugly underdog like that. And then you've got Boise State. They ended up losing in an absolute fist fight against UCF. And then last week, beat the crap out of some FCS school from North Dakota. So let's not overreact to that. I think this Boise State team, while albeit has been frustrating this first two games, this is their, their chance to redeem themselves here at home. I expect a big fight from them. Now, are they going to win this game outright? That's where I got a little iffy on them. Boise State just two and six in their last eight games in San Diego. I think San Diego State keeps it within a touchdown here tonight. And unfortunately, I did not get to the window with them on the money line. I tried, you guys. I thought, okay, can they win this this game outright? And I don't know. I hope I'm wrong. How about that? I hope I'm regretting no money line bets. Kelly in Vegas with us, host of Bet On It. She does not bet parlays, but she does give us advice to lose our money, potentially. Uh, She's got some winners here, though. And we do this in honor of Coco, uh, the Coco Parlay, uh, uh, Kelly's dog. Hey, um, you've got three games here, and you're taking the points in all three for the parlay that Chad and I will play. Yeah, we're going to actually take the money line in all three. Uh, It pays about 35 to 1 this week. Uh, One of them we already gave out, Auburn. Just so happened to be that Chad and I were head-to-head on that one. The next one, Memphis. Boy. I'm going to sound like sour grapes here as a K-State fan, but Missouri, congratulations to them. 61-yard SEC record-breaking field goal as time expires versus Kansas State. And that team won their Super Bowl. Boy, did they party (laughs) hard in Columbia. Everybody rushed the field. Now they have to go to, you know, St. Louis an hour and a half away. Remember, this game was supposed to be played in Memphis, right? And they said no dice, either neutral field or we want out. Memphis isn't going to forget that. Uh, they also start conference play next week. Unfortunately, though, it is against Vandy. Otherwise, I would have been a little bit more confident in this play. Missouri, I have not been impressed by them, including that win over Kansas State. Their last two wins by a touchdown or less. Them as an underdog, one thing. Them as a favorite, completely different. Uh, that injury list is deep, including Brady Cook, if you guys remember, is their quarterback got booed last week at home. Yep. That's a that's a tough thing to uh, to deal with. Even Coach Drink had some things to say about that. You've got Memphis, who played last Thursday versus Navy. I think that's worth the sprinkle here uh, with the rest advantage, plus 195. I did take the plus six and a half. I think it might even be six pretty much around the marketplace now. Uh, let's go rapid fire. We've got two minutes left exactly. Um, and so we'll be brief on all these. Uh, you're not playing this game. Ole Miss, Bama. If you were playing it, how would you play it? Yeah, I'm not playing it. This is tough. I'm going to ask you guys. Do you guys think that uh, Coach Saban is too old school in his ways? Because I kind of wonder if him and Dabo Sweeney haven't seen this game pass them by in terms of the transfer portal, right? Dion's getting a lot of love. He's getting some hate too. But what I think he was able to do there in Colorado has been nothing short of incredible with 56 transfer players. Saban, I kind of have to wonder, lost to a former assistant for the first time in years in Steve Sarkeesian. Now, Lane Kiffin, lots of smack talk this week. I can only look one way here, and that's taking Ole Miss plus the points. I'm not going to get to the window with them because I don't want to discredit Saban just yet, but, man, do I have some question marks in Tuscaloosa. One foot on the lane train. I'm also on board the lane train. See, I was on board the lane train to start the week, and as the week has progressed, I've completely flipped, and I feel like Nick Saban's going to get it done, and Alabama's going to play good enough defense. And they're going to get something going with Jalen Milrow and, and win. But I, I was firmly on the lane train, seated on the lane train early in the week to win this game outright. And just briefly here, NFL-wise, you're telling us 
Texans and Raiders. Yeah, uh, listen, uh, Steelers, we talked about them a little bit. Kind of a fraudulent final score, if you will. Yeah. Uh, I like the Raiders. Jimmy G, great ATS quarterback, 36-25-1 against the spread. He gets no credit. Yeah, they just got their uh, brick speed off of them in Buffalo, but I think they get a nice bounce back with their first home win. And then the Texans, uh, they're my upset special of the week. Look, they own the Jags, right? You're taking I money was line? on the Jags. Money line? Uh, I did not yet. Okay. And uh, I mean, I'm this close. I took, I took the nine. It's eight and a half. It's headed to eight. If you like the Texans, now is the time to bet them. Uh, look, 15 and three outright in their last 18 games against Jacksonville. Kelly, and this team has their number. Kelly in Vegas is the best host of Bet On It. Uh, always great to have you on. Let's do it again soon, please. Let's win. Let's win. Let's have a great weekend, guys. Thank you. Thanks, Kelly. Headlines when we return, including, uh, man, what an appearance by a guy we haven't seen in a while, Andrew Luck. That's next.